Hello, and welcome to the Enterprise Endpoint Experts podcast. I'm your host, Bill Burnett, and with us today is Aiden Ermey. Hi, Aiden. Welcome to the eCubed podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. Thanks so much for joining us today. You are a three-time MVP in. Let me. You can explain to us in uh, cloud and data center, cloud and data center management. Correct. Yes, that's correct. And so so, I, I specialize. <laughs> sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say when you first got. We'll get to what you specialize in in a sec. When you first got your MVP, when you got that first like day where they were like, "Oh yeah, you're an MVP now." Was that pretty exciting for you? Yes, absolutely. I, I remember getting the email January 1st, and at first I thought it was maybe a joke or, or like a sneaky email or something like that. <laughs> right, right. I, I, I didn't quite believe it at first. I'm like, is this really happening? Um, because I had worked a long time to, to try to get that, and I thought I didn't uh, achieve that award. So it was exciting to, to get that for sure. That's awesome. That's awesome. And so what you were you were going to tell me what your areas of uh, specialization are? Yeah, so I specialize in the infrastructure and data center technologies. So within that cloud and data center management space, I work with technologies like System Center, a lot of Azure work, uh, operations management suite and the BCDR tools like ASR and backup. Great. And so our topic today is upgrade readiness. We're talking about for an enterprise or in some cases a smaller company looking to migrate a whole mess of computers to Windows 10. Microsoft has this service previously called Upgrade Analytics, now called um, Upgrade Readiness. So let's go ahead and talk about uh, talk about this technology. For starters, when Upgrade Analytics was released, right, before it was called uh, Upgrade Readiness, um, when when was it released and then when was it turned into the new Upgrade Readiness version? Right. So the original public preview of Upgrade Analytics was released on July 22nd, 2016. And then just about seven months or so later, on March 3rd, 2017, Microsoft released the solution as they term general availability or GA. But when they did that, they rebranded it as upgrade readiness. And I believe they've done that to avoid any confusion with the other update, upgrade type of solutions that are already existing in OMS. <laughs> yeah, I think they use that that word a lot. So um, so it was never actually released. This, it only just became GA now this March, right? Before that, it's kind of been in a preview, public preview space. Right, right yeah, in a public preview space. Okay, so let's talk about what exactly is going on here. There's various components, and you can help isolate this for those of us who aren't super technical on the details here. They've replaced the functionality in the application compatibility toolkit with upgrade analytics. So ACT is still available or it's not available. So it's true. Microsoft did replace the majority of the functionality that we find in the ACT tool, the application compatibility toolkit with upgrade analytics. But the independent ACT toolkit itself is actually no longer being actively supported by Microsoft. When you go to that website to get a copy of that tool set, you're actually directed to use the Windows Assessment and Deployment Toolkit, or known as the ADK for Windows 10. 
And within that ADK, we now have a tool called Compatibility Administrator. So we can use a similar toolkit, but really expect the OMS upgrade analytics solution to be updated and enhanced more frequently than these other toolkits. Okay, so there is now a compatibility administrator in the ADK. So what was the ACT and what did it do? Um, And then let's talk about what features of that are kept or lost in this compatibility administrator. And then after you've answered those, I'll ask you the same thing about upgrade readiness. So, But let's just look at the ACT Toolkit and the compatibility administrator in the ADK. Are they very different? Sure. So the App Toolkit was really a tool designed to help identify and manage applications, reduce the cost and time involved in resolving uh, compatibility issues. It would allow you to effectively identify the applications that were possibly incompatible with a newer version of Windows. So think of it like migrating from Windows XP to Windows 7. Now, you asked about kind of the functionality and what may or may not be there. That's also a good question. Most of the functionality is now built into this OMS solution, and I haven't really seen any big glaring omissions with upgrade readiness. Again, going back to the previous comments, um, expect the OMS solution to really continue to be enhanced and improved on a lot faster. Right, right, right. But I'm trying to get a sense too, for the people who are maybe going to want to stay entirely on premise, this compatibility administrator in the ADK will contain basically the same functionality or is it going to be a subset? Right. No, it'll be the same functionality. It just contained, instead of maintaining multiple toolkits and systems that people could use, Microsoft is effectively taking all these components and put them into a single toolkit or ADK. Got it. Okay. And so um, <clears throat> so with the upgrade readiness, you have to register every endpoint in your organization with the cloud. Is that correct? Uh, Yes and no. You don't have to register every single system in your environment to this. Really think about it as as long as you have enough systems that are used to represent your organization's Windows landscape, that's the target that you want to hit. But that being said, of course, more data is better. So the more systems you can use to connect to this service and feed data for this analysis, the more accurate picture you'll get out of the tool. Right, right. I mean, I guess I was under the impression that some people would use it to just help them decide which computers were okay to go to Windows 10 based on hardware capabilities and software titles used. Is that, am I misunderstanding how, how that would apply? Nope, that, that's a good example. One of the nice features about the, the tool is from its analysis and assessment of the systems, it can produce a list of computers that are ready, that don't have any known issues, that are ready to be upgraded to Windows 10 right now. And then if there are issues, it'll tell you what they are and how to get more info. So th- so if you want that level of detail, then you've got to track it on every, you got to put it on every, every system and basically. Right. 
Okay. Yeah. So how what goes on when you're installing this? What do you have to do uh, to each system to get it communicating? And do you have to buy something in the cloud? Is there a cost for this? Right. So first and foremost, as far as having the notion of agents or systems on your, your workstation endpoints, there's actually no client or agent required to deploy there's a script that Microsoft has provided which sets some key registry values to make this this operational. Mm-hmm. Now, we, when you're sending data uh, into the cloud, it is sending telemetry data that's collected from those endpoints. And the network load isn't really large. Um, Microsoft estimates a full scan uh, at about approximately two meg of data, and deltas are obviously a lot less than that. So it's not really intrusive. Uh, there's not a whole lot as far as agent deployment-wise, but there is a script to configure key components to make this operational. Okay, so Windows 7 and 8 already have the ability to send telemetry data. It's just not inherently turned on or registered to your company for this purpose. Right, exactly. Yep. So there's another piece involved with getting this upgrade readiness on all your systems. Um, You have to create an OMS workspace, which will contain that data. Within that workspace, you have the upgrade readiness solution that you enable. But there's a few other pieces involved for the end-to-end. So With the tool set, you need to generate what's called a commercial ID, and that's unique to you, your organization, and your OMS workspace specifically. So with that that unique ID, as part of deploying the script to set the registry values to collect this telemetry data, you provide your OMS workspace ID and this commercial ID, which links into the upgrade readiness solution. Okay, got it, got it. So you're going to do this, and there's no cost at this point for doing these basic things, right? Right, yeah. That's actually some something unique about this specific solution in OMS. OMS has different tiers uh, of cost. There's free, standalone, and per node cost. And that's subjective to what types of solutions and offers you're going to leverage. But the two solutions within OMS labeled under Windows Analytics are actually free. There is no cost to use those because the way it collects the data isn't through the OMS Log Analytics main engine. It's processed separately outside of that, and the the resulting data is then pushed into your OMS workspace. So there's actually no cost at all. Great, great. And so, okay, just to take a quick left turn here uh, to talk about you, I want to know, because I ask all my guests, you're my second guest, so this is all of them, what kind of cell phone you use? What Are you on iOS, Android, Windows phone? Where are you, uh, Motorola flip phone? What do, you, what do you got there? I am a, a definitely an Android person, and uh-huh. I have the, the Google Pixel XL. Oh, sweet. All right, that's two out of two guests now have been sporting the Google Pixel. The Google Pixel XL seems like an awesome phone. What's your take on the camera? Is the camera as good as they say? The reviews are saying the camera's amazing. Okay, so back to the um, stuff that people are actually listening in for. <laughs> that, that was for me. So, so now once you're, you've got this thing installed and you're sending data up to the, uh, the cloud, is your data available immediately? What happens next? 
Well, so once you've gone through all the initial setup and configuration of the OMS workspace, you've deployed that script to the environment to set the keys and link it appropriately, it generally takes about 48 hours for the data to populate into the upgrade readiness solution. But you also have to think about systems in your environment that might be off when you're deploying this script out. So Microsoft estimates that a realistic scenario would be approximately one to two weeks to get the majority of your systems populated within there. Okay, so it's going gonna, it's gonna to take a while before you're really seeing all that information come through online. Yeah, you might see a, a few things immediately as it starts to process, but the real value with the machine learning and analytics behind the scenes to identify known issues and things like that, yeah, that might take a little bit of time just up front to, to get that process rolling. So what is update compliance? Well, I'm Just explain the whole concept. Give us complete context around that and then maybe some tech detail. Sure. So... Update compliance is the next level. So think about it by using upgrade readiness to plan and assist your move to Windows 10. What do you do after you've migrated to Windows 10? That's where update compliance comes in. So it helps you to be able to track the different build versions of Windows 10 as there's different versions coming out throughout the year. It helps you to track the monthly, quarterly roll-up updates and feature mm -hmm. updates that they've been releasing so that you can know across your entire Windows 10 landscape, where am I at with the mix of builds, what systems need to be upgraded, um, what's the progress of this happening within the environment, and it really takes you uh, to that level. So upgrade readiness, the first tool that we talked about, gets you from Windows 7 or Windows 8 to Windows 10. Update compliance gets you from Windows 10 build X to Windows 10 build Y. Okay, great. And it lets you look out over your entire estate, as they say, and say, hey, where am I with everybody really easily? Is that right? Yeah, so you can see you know, the different build versions, the different update rollups uh, that you're pushing out, the feature updates, so that you can see even devices that might need attention to resolve issues. So let's talk for a minute now about why an enterprises generally want to stay on-premise, right? There was some thought some years back that they were, they were going to move cloud, but enterprises generally stay on-premise for a number of reasons. Um, in this case, let's say a company, uh, well, maybe not even enterprise size, let's say 10,000 endpoints, wanted to remain on-premise with SCCM and their Windows updates and software delivery, but they wanted to use this service to provide that kind of insight. Is the service useful in that scenario or not really? Everything that it's giving you, you're going to get through the on-premise SCCM. Uh, yes. So that's obviously a big scenario, and Microsoft looks at that in like a hybrid type of approach. So the OMS solution itself, OMS is a hybrid management platform, and it only operates from Azure. So there's no on-premise version of OMS itself. But that being said, um, SCCM can integrate with OMS and can generate 
SCCM computer collections based on the the data that's extrapolated from the solution, like I talked about, where it identifies all the systems that are ready to go to Windows 10 with no known issues. SCCM can then leverage that data, pull that down, and create a dynamic um, SCCM collection so that you can roll out Windows 10 to systems that you don't you know that don't have issues. Same okay. thing applies with different builds of Windows 10 as well. Okay, and this kind of insight into your estate, is that going to be, is that more difficult to get if you're using a strictly on-premise SCCM solution? Or would you say that there's an equivalent visibility through the on-premise SCCM? So SCCM does have additional information, especially with the current branch releases cycle, bringing more features into that on-prem platform to identify your different builds and being able to kind of control uh, deploying that within your environment. You'll get a lot more insightful information from OMS because it not only taps into the machine learning and the databases that Microsoft holds concerning uh, known issues with certain versions of applications, and those tie into even vendor-related information as well. Okay, got it. So um, another right turn, because I like to mix it up in the middle of the podcast. Uh, You and your wife go on a lot of cruises, as I understand it. You can eat all the time, which is awesome. And if you don't want to hang out with like other people, then you don't have to, right? You don't have to to sit with people. Yeah. Yeah, you just do your own thing. So you can kind of shift in and out. And I'm guessing, because you keep going on cruises, you must meet pretty cool people or you wouldn't bother doing it. Yeah, we've met a lot of interesting people and people that we still stay in in contact with now after the fact. So we've met some people that uh, were retired and hadn't got on what's called a world cruise for, I believe it was nine months, six months or nine month cruise. And you literally cruise all over the world. Oh, because you work remotely, you could just do that. But the internet fees are quite expensive. I was just going to ask you what's your bandwidth and how expensive, but we should probably get back to upgrade readiness. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I could ask you about that all day. Okay, so looking at this then. So update, it requires the OMS, which puts you in the cloud, and we've talked about that. And there's no charge, but um, if you wanted to uh, go to the update compliance, are you still having no charge? Or with update compliance, is there now a need to start forking over some money? Right. So update compliance and upgrade readiness fall under the category of Windows Analytics. So if you go into the OMS workspace, into the solution gallery, you'll see those two solutions. They're colored differently than the other solutions, and it says along the top, Windows Analytics. Those solutions do not cost any money. So Even despite how many systems that you put up there, um, I'll share a quote from one of the Microsoft people on the team because other customers have brought this up too, right? And so the Windows Analytics team describes it this way. They say, uh, upgrade analytics data is not subject to the daily OMS data quote. So, for example, you could have a million desktops reporting into a free tier of OMS workspace, and the data would neither be charged or ca- or capped. 
And the same applies if a customer selects even, say, a standalone pricing tier in OMS because they want to use some of the other features for other systems in their environment. They will get 30 days of data retention and no charge for the upgrade analytics data itself. So quite literally, the solutions around Windows Analytics are 100% free. Fantastic. So now let's look at how this will help you track your deployment. So the upgrade readiness is going to let you see if you were to install it on every system in your environment, you would be able to easily track exactly where everybody is in their migration to Windows 10, correct? Yes, correct. It'll help you see what systems are ready for that Windows 10 upgrade like we discussed, but also it will give you kind of like a status or progress along that journey to, to show you how many of your systems have been upgraded to Windows 10. Okay, so it shows you who's ready now and who's actually been upgraded. And the actual planning of your upgrading of groups of machines, this this group in this, you know, this month or whatever, that's up to you. That's a little bit over over out of scope for what the, the upgrade readiness tool is doing, right? It's just providing you the raw right. data to schedule with. Right, because the upgrade readiness tool doesn't know the size of your environment or, or what mechanisms or tools you have to control that, but it will produce that that list of computers that are ready to go and then it's up to you how you want to kind of um, encapsulate and break that down you know in batches throughout you know the evenings and weekends depending on department and so forth got it got it and the same with the compliance then so now right here log analytics so if you want to do more advanced reporting can you upgrade and do, do you need to upgrade I, I guess clarify what log analytics is for people who don't know and whether or not you would use it with upgrade readiness and if so if that's going to start costing you some money sure so the upgrade readiness data is processed independent of the OMS workspace and after that it's pushed into or populated into that workspace that you designate so there's no charge in that data log analytics itself is really that the search engine mechanism and querying language to find you know certain information, find data out of this mountain of information in the system. So because you're ingesting data into the OMS workspace, but not through the, the standard channel, so to speak, there's still no cost. So you can actually leverage log analytics to query for certain systems, certain characteristics and pieces of data. And you could even use that to build custom OMS solutions for visualization or integrate with Power BI for dashboards and reporting. Okay, well, I'm I'm impressed. I've been looking for some loophole where Microsoft is trying to get money out of you on this thing, and they're really not. It's really, I mean, there there are plenty of ways that they are happy to take your dollars, but it's or other currency depending on where you are. But it's not uh, it's not at all here in this upgrade readiness. This really is a completely free service in all aspects. Right. So Microsoft is really obviously there's a big push for for Windows 10. As, as we know, but they're really trying to stream, streamline and make the process a lot easier to show companies of varying sizes how easy and how quick they can get up to Windows 10 within their environment. 
Well, thank you so much, Aiden, for joining us. And you are a blogger, and people can get all of uh, your blogs about, I believe you started started out kind of talking about System Center and things like this, and you've moved more to cloud and data center lately at AidenErmi.com, A-D-I-N-E-R-M-I-E.com. Is that right? Yep, that's correct. And people can also uh, find a lot of my blog posts and other things on Twitter, which it's just at AidenErmi as well. At Aiden Ermey. And I'm Bill Burnett with Adaptiva. Thank you so much for joining us today. Have a good afternoon, Aiden. Thanks. You too. Bye.